Oh, she says progress. Hello and welcome to Authentically Uncensored. Claire, how are you? I'm all right, thanks, Moore. How are you? I'm all right. How was your Christmas and New Year? Grand. Um, quiet, I suppose, quiet in terms of like socialising. Yeah. But I was kind of happy enough with that because um, I like to keep to myself. <laughs> um, but busy at the same time, like I've obviously was working. So but it was grand. It was good. Yeah. We had, had good some good fun with the fam. That's the thing about being self-employed, isn't it? You've still got to do bits of work. Yeah, like I could have probably said, oh, look, I'm not doing anything, but it just would be just piled up then. Mm. You know, it it comes with a cost then doing that, but yeah. I didn't mind. And the weather was so bad, like what else? Like it was literally cabin, cabin bound, housebound. <laughs> the weather was what is this weather it is terrible it's actually not raining for the first time today in like I don't know how many weeks two weeks it's mad how yeah. was your crimbo yeah it was good thanks Sean and I cooked for nine people on Christmas day we cooked at his parents house so that was great that went off without a hitch no arguing no throwing roast potatoes at each other um no food poisoning <laughs> no food poisoning the important thing um yeah it was good it was nice as well like not too I saw friends a little bit but not too busy nothing too mad but I've done my check-ins this week with a lot of my clients and all of them have said like oh I'm just really socialized out and I feel that like even though I didn't do that much socializing it's intense isn't it it is intense yeah I was ready to get back to routine yeah <laughs> but it's, that... hard. it's hard the transition can be hard to get back mm. into the routine again but I was I was well ready for it mm. well I, I was listening to what you said this morning on one of your stories about thinking about adding stuff in rather than taking stuff away and I think that's really important because like it can it can be all too tempting to be like oh well I'm gonna completely strip back my diet and I'm gonna really you know over restrict on everything but actually like when it's hard to get back in stuff if you just think what can I add in so like this week for me my thing that I've added in is going back to the gym and getting some routine with the gym which has been really helpful and trying to eat a bit more fruit and veg but nothing like really really drastic in terms of cutting out you know the leftover chocolate and biscuits and shit from Christmas mm. yeah no I agree like People do go to those extremes, but it'll always end up bouncing back, though, won't it? Mm. And it doesn't have to be the case. Like, I think sometimes we're focused too much on like that. I think that puts people into like a real negative mindset. Oh, I can't have this. I can't have that. It's like, well, you can. But if you choose to mm. do that, like it will impact your goals. Like, yeah, it, there's nobody saying you can't have it. It's just to be realistic about it, like what you're expecting to do and what you're expecting to achieve. And your actions have to be in alignment. But like that, like I was obviously staying in my parents' house and it was just food everywhere. Mm. So food everywhere, along with not being able to get out of the environment, like with the weather being like, I mean, I sent you a Snapchat one day, like the weather was so bad. bad. Yeah. And so like you're literally stuck in the house around all this food all the time. And, and then if you were to completely like just overhaul everything and be like, OK, well, I'm never going to touch any of that again. Like I, my dad actually said this because he is going on a bit of a, I don't want to say a diet, but he's just tidying things up a bit. Yeah. And he was like, that's it now. I'll just have to cut out the shite. And I was like, but 
you're not going to cut it out forever. Mm. So what, like, don't be thinking like that. I say you just need to reduce, reduce the amount of shite. Just reduce it a little bit. Yeah. I need, that's it now. I need to cut it out. And I think that's the thing Like people think they need to make really like huge drastic change, but actually you don't. And something else that came up a lot yesterday was people feeling in my check-ins was people feeling like super sluggish and really, really shit. And what I was saying was that like, just like use that to, to push you forwards, but just making some small changes, like getting back into doing your steps and eating a bit more, like have a piece of fruit between every meal and things like that, you will really quickly feel a lot better. But people think they need to kind of do this massive like overhaul and yeah, mm. it's just not the case. <laughs> but I do, in the same token, I do think if you are highly motivated in January mm. to take advantage of that as well, yeah. And to be like, right, OK, well, I've had like for me, for, I'm just going to use myself as an example. I've had my fill of fucking chocolate and stuff over Christmas. Me like, too, babe. Yeah, like <laughs> way too much. Like did not need it at all. <laughs> but it was there. So I ate it. And because I was bored and well, bored when I wasn't working. But yeah, I, I just did. And I'm able to own that. But now I feel like an absolute crock of shit. But where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So you now yeah now I'm ready to kind of be like okay well I know I can still include these things into my diet if I want to but like I actually feel like yeah I I I want to get back into eating food that I would normally eat because the way I was eating at Christmas was not how I'd normally eat no so although I know like and this is for people listening as well if you are highly motivated at this time you know you can take advantage of that and be like okay I know I don't have to cut all this stuff out for good, but maybe right now I'm going to just go hard at it because I've had enough over Christmas and I'm just really going to focus on the behaviours that make me feel good, like going to the gym, getting my steps, adding in fruit and veg. And then once you get into the swing of it, you might say after a couple of weeks or what, oh, I'd like a chocolate bar. Cool. Add it in. Yeah, for sure. And I think things like that really help with, like you will then because you feel the benefits like you you then carry on and you do other stuff don't you like a little it's kind of related but Sean as you know but for the listeners Sean my husband has joined the gym with me last week and I think we've been to the gym I think he's been four times now which is amazing because every year he will attempt to come to the gym with me and he'll come like once or twice and then he doesn't come again but he's actually taken out a membership this time anyway yesterday we went and did a food shop and then we came home and he was putting the food shopping away and randomly he just decided to start clearing out the pantry cupboard and sorry the pantry press Mm -hmm. and organized the whole thing and I was like where has this come from and I feel like even with just a few days of him going to the gym his like productivity I've noticed like his behavior has changed in other stuff that he's doing that's mad that's great yeah you I know, know that spare room Sean yeah <laughs> get it ready <laughs> needs some attention yeah <laughs> oh god so you sent me a podcast yeah so the this morning I saw one of my friends had shared the Zoe nutrition podcast on her Instagram and for those of you that don't know Zoe is um it's like an ongoing trial isn't it for it's an app isn't it I think yeah and they do like they're trying to do these trials on people and 
basically you can buy a glucose, a continuous glucose monitor and it will, and then the app will like take all your readings and all the data and formulate a diet that is supposed to be like perfect for you. So anyway, they have a, a podcast and the episode today was about seven, was it seven things to do in 2024? Um, and my friend had shared it. So I thought I'd give it a little listen and it made me a little bit cross actually in the first like within the first 10 minutes did you feel like that I don't know did it make me cross I suppose I was kind of listening it listen to it bleh, listening to it from an objective standpoint mm. but I know what you mean I know what you mean I think so the thing that made me cross was that they were talking about calorie deficit and how basically it's a load of bollocks and when you go into a calorie deficit and you lose weight that way it's never sustainable um and that essentially your body will go into like defense mode, into starvation mode. And the reason it made me cross, I think, is because I feel like for coaches like us who who will sometimes use calorie deficit as a tool for our listeners and for the people that like consume our content, if they're also listening to that, they're then going to question what we're doing and it's not that they're questioning what we're doing is the problem but it's that there's no like nuance behind what they were saying so you and me would never prescribe a calorie deficit for somebody and just be like oh we'll just eat whatever you want within that we always think about nutrition you know we talk a lot about eating lots of whole foods getting a wide variety of plants in um thinking about protein that sort of stuff it's not just about energy balance but I feel like what they were saying this morning was sort of saying it's not about energy balance at all, but it's actually about all of these other things. And that's not true either. And I think that's why it, it makes me a bit mad. Mm. So I did hear that part and, and the bit that he actually said, I, I quoted was following calorie reduction doesn't work. Now, a lot of what they said, I, I do agree with, and it is actually correct, but it's the way that yeah. it's the way that they're yeah. saying it it's making people now for anyone listening we're not promoting this podcast we don't recommend you listen to it at all because it will actually <laughs> fill your head with so much shite that you won't be able to decipher um but the thing what he said about calorie reduction doesn't work and he said oh you go into like starvation mode or whatever and that everybody or most people will um automatically just gain all the weight that they lost back but which to an extent is true and to an extent, it's not true. Like when you our our human evolution is built for survival and especially women like we were here, we were created to bring life into this world. So when you are in an overly restrictive diet or or your body starts to um, lose energy and lose whatever, lose body fat and lose muscle tissue, whatever, your body will start to kick in these hormones that drive your desires to eat and stuff like that. So like your your leptin levels will go down as you lose body fat and your ghrelin, ghrelin levels will go up. And if that's not managed correctly, or if you just start eating a load of food and increasing your calorie amount, yes, you will regain mm. the weight back again. But starvation mode is not a thing because what about all the fucking people who are actually starving in the world? Yeah. Like what they also they're they're having a reduction of calories because they don't have access to fucking food. 
so what's happened to them? Does that mean that, you know, la- or reduction of calories doesn't work? How, like, it just does not make sense. Those yeah. people are losing weight because they don't have the access to food and calories are in food. So how the fuck is starvation mode a thing? Like, it's mm. not. But this podcast is, they're kind of manipulating the way they're explaining certain things, which can make people who aren't knowledgeable about nutrition think that all these things are bad like oh calorie tracking is bad they also talk about fucking low fat yogurt like oh your low fat yogurt is bad it's like <laughs> but they're fear mongering people into thinking that there's good yeah. and bad foods and I suppose that's that's the point that we do try to make is that there is no such thing with, <clears throat> but it's educating people on how to do that yeah agreed and I also also agree with you like I do like I don't think Tim Spector is a total bell end. And I do think that like a lot of the stuff he says is really important, like eating, you know, 30 different types of plants a week and that sort of thing. Like all of that is going to be really helpful for your gut microbiome, like for all the vitamins and minerals that you're going to get from that sort of thing. And like the more you increase your whole food intake, probably that will naturally like reduce your calorie intake a little bit. And therefore that will have beneficial effects. Like if you're in a, in a fat loss phase. Um, But yeah, I think it's the way that they put it. And because there's this underlying selling of this app that they've got. So one of the points that they were saying was about not letting your blood sugar spike. And like, how would you know if it's spiking or not? So they were talking about some of the things that you might feel like when when your blood sugar spikes, then you have a crash and you feel very tired and lethargic and like a bit shaky and that sort of thing. But then at the end, they added in, um, they said, you know, <clears throat> the best way to test it would to be ha- would be to have a continuous glucose monitor, which is what they're selling. Mm. So I think that's why it just makes me cross because some of it is good information. <clears throat> I, but I think a lot of it, like you say, is demonizing stuff. And then, you know, they're, they're trying to sell their product but it's frustrating because obviously they have such a huge platform so they reach so many people and then people just end up being really confused and don't know their ass from their elbow or what's right or what's wrong and what they should or shouldn't be doing yeah it's totally confusing and it's it's all down to the way that they are um setting up their language it's the way that they're mm-hmm. just describing the things like yeah in terms of the the calorie reduction like or the glucose monitor well first of all the calorie reduction if you are eating um let's just say ultra processed food for every meal that's not to say that ultra processed food is bad however it's not going to keep you very full for very long so Mm. if you're eating all of that all the time you're not going to be able to stick to like lower calories and then with the glucose monitor everyone's glucose spikes after they eat something like it's totally normal and we don't really need to be paying attention to that unless you know you're a diabetic or you're at risk at that but Mm. what happens is people they mentioned you know all women get this 11 o'clock fucking crash at work and it's like yeah because they've probably had a coffee a cigarette for fucking breakfast (laughs) they're hungry mate they're fucking hungry they need to eat yeah so of course 11 o'clock comes around it's like oh I haven't actually your body's like you haven't fucking eaten anything and then it's like oh I'll have something and they go for the cup of coffee and the chocolate bicky as he said (laughs) the chocolate (laughs) he said chocolate bicky oh you're grabbing for the chocolate bicky it's like yeah of course they are because they're fucking hungry 
Mm. I have a friend who is um, diabetic. She's type one diabetic. And she, we were on holiday together in September and she actually said to me, that somebody she works with has got one of these continuous glucose monitors and was telling her about it and was all really patronizing about it and was like, did you know that I'm working with science to help people like you? Oh, stop it. I know, yeah. And she's, she said, it just makes me really mad. And I think, you know, we don't, th- we don't, people don't often think about that. The, like... I, I suppose like the effect it has on other people who like need this sort of thing to actually live because her pancreas doesn't produce insulin. So she has to have a continuous glucose monitor and she'd fucking love not to have one. She'd love not to have that and not to have to like deal with that in her life, but she does. And so I think, yeah, it's just, it just makes me cross. <laughs> How was your pink lady apple this morning anyway? It was nice. It was yum, delicious. Now I had, it wasn't my first one. I did have one over Christmas. Did you? Yeah. So I did yeah. have some fruit and vegetable over Christmas. Vegetable, vegetables over Christmas, yeah. Um, But it was lovely. Yeah, this morning I went to the gym. Now it, it was kind of short and sharp just to kind of get up and get at it, you know. Mm. I do love a pink lady. You do, oh, don't you? Oh, you got some, didn't you? Did you have one yeah, today yet? I've got some in the fridge. Yeah, I always like a pink lady in the fridge as well. But Maureen, you eat one every day, don't you? Usually. I do, yeah. But the the last while, there's, they've been dodgy in the shop. Mm. And so, well, I buy pears anyway. So I always kind of have like apples and pears. But I go for apples the and pears. Yeah, but I go for the pink lady usually first thing in the morning. Like, and then I'll have a pear later in the day. But when the apples are dodgy, it's obviously a pear. In mm. the How was so- your gym session? My gym session. Mm. <laughs> did you enjoy I, it? I did it. It's really hard work. No, I won't say I pushed myself too hard now. I won't lie. But did it feel like, did it feel hard work? Did it feel like, oh, it's difficult to get back to it? No, I, once I got there, I was fine. The thing oh. I find difficult is getting out of the bed. Mm. Getting That's out of the warm bed. Yeah, getting out of the bed. That's what I find hard. And once I'm up, then I'm fine. I um was happy enough to go down there and when there's nobody there see I go to the football club gym so it's great that there's nobody there but I, I'm contemplating maybe going back to the to like a, a leisure centre in town I don't yeah. really know I don't know what I'm going to do Do you have newbies at the football gym this time of year or not because it's just people who No it's only members of the club like they can use oh, it Okay. Yeah. So that's why like it's empty when I go because nobody mm. like nobody's out most people I suppose are going to school or going to work at that time yeah so it's great I love having the place to myself excellent that but is it does nice. be cold and stuff like the barbells and the dumbbells do be cold on the hands and mm. I'm precious about the cold you know well it's not nice is it and you do warm up but my gym's a bit like that it's like um I always call it a big boy gym but it's like it's very cold in there is, and, it? is it like yeah. a, sh- a warehousey shed type of thing um sort of it's not in a warehouse it's in but it's in like an old building mm. and it is it is just yeah it's very it's very cold in there it's lovely I love it it's got it's got all the equipment you need but it is very cold and then fucking boiling hot in the summer oh it's one of them yeah it's one of them one of them like is there windows and stuff or is it just yeah. like a, a building no there there's there's one 
one window upstairs that opens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, well, there's windows down in this building, but it's relatively new. But when I had my own studio, there was no windows and the door. So this studio was like at the back of a shop. So to get out, to get in or out, you had to walk through the shop to get out the main door. So there was no windows, no doors. Um, in the summer, it got like really hot. I'd have to have a fan on. <laughs> but in the winter, I mean, I was going like I'd be coming home blue in the lips. Oh, and, God. and like rainoids or whatever, however you pronounce that in my hands. Yeah. And then I got like a gas or well, the guy that owns the place got like a gas blow heater. Was it a gas, a kerosene blow heater thing? And like, mm. I'd literally be just standing on top of that. And sometimes <laughs> I'd put the dumbbells or a few a few dumbbells, but I wouldn't be able to small, a few dumbbells in front of the, the heat to warm them up before the girls come in. But everyone would just be huddled around it at the start. But they'd warm up when they get going. But I'd be literally there like shivering. With you need like, to put more layers. I had loads of layers. I had thermals. <laughs> I had thermal leggings on and thermal t-shirts, thermal vests and everything. I was like a real old woman. Oh, gosh. Well, you are over 30 now. I know. My mother missed me when I moved out last night. Oh, did she? Yeah, she was kind of, you know, she kept saying, oh, well, you know, you could you could stay again if you want. It's going to, it's going to get very cold. <laughs> it's oh, going to get very cold. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you stay? Or why don't you go up and do your work and sleep here? And I was like, I need to get back into routine, ma'am. All right, all right. I was like, are you going to miss me? She was like, yeah, well, it was nice having you here. (laughs) Oh, that's so lovely. I'm like, I can, I'm I'm, I'm a football kick away from you. I know, but it's nice, isn't it? Like, you look, I think when you're, I know, like, my mum is the same, like, I'll always be her baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. So have you set any New Year's resolutions? No. No, neither have I. Have you not? <laughs> no, I don't really have any because I just like, well, I suppose like I've got goals for the year, but I haven't set any like New Year's resolutions. I think the last time I set a New Year's resolution was when I first embarked on my weight loss journey. And it was like for the first time for the last time, if that makes sense. And it was successful. So that was like 2020. But I don't I don't really set them anymore but just like some goals like I think about the year and what I want the end of the year to look like maybe and then like how I'm going to get there. Mm. You know I I never really set New Year's resolutions well maybe before I knew what I was at in terms of fitness I probably would have been like oh new year new me now yeah gonna yeah you know but I was I was gonna cut out all the shit now and gonna you know blah 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 load of bollocks but now I don't really set any and like like you I'd have like goals Mm -hmm. that I'd be working on but there's always something to be working on but there's nothing like really like oh my god I'm gonna this is my Mm -hmm. new year's thing now yeah gonna do because I see new year's resolution as like an overhaul or you're going to do something completely different yeah like somebody might say my new year's resolution is to give up smoking like you know things like that that's how I think new year's resolutions are how people generally think of them but so I don't have anything like that um so yeah Mm. just kind of working on different goals and stuff that I have but like that's just a recurring theme for every year yeah I am gonna try and say yes 
Well, not that I've said no, I don't think, last year, but I am, like, after saying yes to some opportunities last year that then turned out to be really good, I'm going to keep doing that this year, even when they scare me. I think that's a good thing for me to practice. Putting yourself outside your comfort zone. Yeah, because I can I can quite a lot of the time, like, talk myself out of stuff or chicken out of stuff because I get nervous and you get the old imposter syndrome, don't you? Mm. So that, for me, this year, I think... If I do anything, that will be it. So give us an example, like, of what would be something that you'd be like, oh, my God, if this came up, I'd say yes, but I'd be shitting my cacks. Well, so, I mean, it's not, it's probably not, it doesn't seem like that big of a thing, but some guys messaged me, some guy. This man called Scott's messaged me on Instagram. He knows our queen ESG. He's a coach, and he's asked me to do a talk for his clients like live on zoom so I feel quite nervous about that because it's not just me and him recording a podcast that he's then going to edit afterwards um it's it's them asking me questions and me speaking to them about um like prenatal antenatal postnatal stuff in terms of in relation to fitness So I'm quite nervous about that because he's given me a list of questions that I'm going to be asked so I can prepare a little bit, but obviously there'll be things that probably he hasn't said. So it's just, you know, you doubt your, I think it's really easy to like doubt your own abilities and everyone has a little imposter in their brain that tells you, oh, you're not good enough or you can't do this. So something like that, that maybe I would have declined before, I won't. I won't now. Who are you? When is that? Seize the opportunities. It's next week, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm scared, but I'm quite looking forward to it. And I think that's a good sign if you if you feel anxious or nervous about things, but also they excite you at the same time. Absolutely. And have you any idea like how many people will be on the call or? I've got no clue. Mm. But like, I don't know. If you're in the hospital and like an erratic mother who's just after pushing a baby out of her vag, like she'd ask you a question and you'd be able to answer it, no bother. I know, exactly. And that's the like, that's the really silly thing, isn't it? It's like something that I do every day or have done every day for a really long time. And like in that different setting, when it's me one on one with a with a woman who's just had a baby or who's about to have a baby. It's like, yeah, it's no bother. But when you're sat in front of an audience but just pictured the audience as okay this is just a load of women who are about to have babies (laughs) yeah exactly exactly but I do get worked up about stuff like that I remember our talk that we did in Edinburgh we weren't talking in Edinburgh in Glasgow (laughs) (laughs) my geography is really good you know (laughs) no we went to Glasgow didn't we we did as part of like a little fitness thing and yeah we we did some public speaking and before that I honestly thought I was going to vomit I don't know how you lasted the day because Maureen's talk was at what was it four o'clock yours no it was after lunch so was it like two-ish oh okay yeah but it was still like still day (laughs) that was a long time to wait for that and I thought because mine was in the morning so as soon as mine was over I was like oh I can relax and enjoy everybody else's now but before I was, I, I was going to vomit onto 
fucking Jules and Bex's back neck because they were sat in front of us. Yeah, I was I was not okay at the start. And then to lose my phone. So I lost my phone in the middle of all that because at the beginning I was going around giving everyone in the room name tags Mm. and the room started to get really busy. And I think I must have left my phone down on a chair as I was doing the name tags. But I was also kind of in a flap that like, you know, a lot of people knew my name and I was like, I don't hi you know I don't know your name and then I had to ask people what's your name and you're famous I know like it was mad right no I'm messing I don't know I'm famous stop it (laughs) (laughs) writing on the name tags and then I was like okay tell me how you spell that (laughs) because you know how some people spell their names differently like if I put an I in your name like you'd be like the bitch put an I in my there's no I in my name so I was asking people tell me how you spell your name and mm. then I couldn't understand some of the people's accents because some of them were Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> and I was flustered and I was flustered. And then I sat down and you were like, Are you OK? No, <laughs> <laughs> I lost my phone. But thankfully, I found it. Thank God for that. Yeah. But after the talk, then I was able to kind of calm down. I was on edge. I was but like that. I was I was scared and nervous, but I was also excited. I was just full of adrenaline. Like, yeah. But I think we all were. Everyone was just wired. And then once you had yours done, it was like, OK, I can chill now. Yeah. And enjoy everyone else's. Yeah. But my chill only like was late in the day. Yeah. I was exhausted at the end of that day. Yeah, I was so exhausted. We went out for dinner, didn't we? And and you and me just sat like quite quietly for most of it in the corner, just watching everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's I, mean, I so kind of go fun. like that in those type of environments where it's like in a pub and there's just so much going on, and then there's music mm-hmm. as well, and it's just like I'm just gonna sit here and watch. Yeah, yeah, I love a bit of people watching. It's a great sport. It is a great sport, isn't it? Because people are fucking weird. Yeah, people are weird, but people are also funny and yeah, weird is weird the word. Yeah, we yeah, weird, like interesting, weird. Interesting, that's the word I couldn't get Ooh. out, yeah. Did I send you that video of the woman having the shit in the street? You did, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to I, explain to people like, listening? Frankly, I've never seen anything like that. I can't remember who sent it to me. It might have been Sean, but I there was a video of a woman. And someone was filming her, maybe like from their car window or something. And she was bent over in the street. And it looked like, or I first thought when I was watching it, oh, she's obviously like been running and she's doubled over now because she's like really out of breath. That's what I thought. Yeah. She was about to vomit or something. And then you could just see this thing drop between her legs. Followed by a dribble of something. <laughs> and then she stood up straight, put her dress down, because she was actually wearing a dress, and walked away and left behind her a steamy pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, it was rank. I sent it to my friends straight away. <laughs> so rancid. Yeah. But I suppose we don't know anything about the poor woman. Like maybe she just re- like really had to go and it was either on the street or in her pants <laughs> I think maybe she I don't know she might have had um 
Well, she wouldn't if she had Alzheimer's. Yeah, maybe she needs like a little that. support or help. Yeah, psychological assistance. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, but things like that are absolutely crazy. But the things you see on the internet are wild. And then you actually never think that you're going to see them in real life. But when you watch them online, it's like, what the fuck? People are weird. People are weird, aren't they? I remember when I was like 12 or 13, maybe, I was with my friend, Emily, who, um, just for a little background, was a world champion line dancer. And anyway, I went to this line dancing competition with her. I was not in it, by the way. But it was at a... It was at a Butlins or a Pontins or something. That means Some... nothing to me. Yeah, it's like one of those at like, holiday camps. Okay. Um, and we nothing. saw two people having sex in a phone booth. What? Yeah, I know. Just in public. Oh. But oh. that's—I think—that's about the craziest thing I've ever seen in real life. I've unfortunately never seen someone taking a shit in the street. No, I've never seen that now. I don't, see, when I'm put on the spot like this now, I don't know what I've seen. But I probably have seen some mad stuff. The mind goes blank. It does, yeah. It's just like... And then another time when you'd want to think of something, like that that thing about the farts, like the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I think you tell everyone about that. So what? I don't know how it came into my brain at first. Probably because you were sat smelling your own farts thinking, <laughs> I am delicious. It probably was. Oh, you had also sent me, you had also sent me a voice note saying you smell rank. <laughs> Blame it on me. No, 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 but I was doing the same. But I, I can't remember, something came up anyway. Oh, do you know what it was? Okay, so obviously, yeah, I had been ba- basking in my own farts all Christmas. <laughs> but then I saw somebody's Instagram and it was, you know, those coffee thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to do my own coffee thoughts. And I was like, how come people don't mind the smell of their own farts, but everybody else is their rank. But it's so true. The amount of people that replied to that being like, oh my God, this is so true. And the amount of people that saw it and thought it, but didn't say anything. I can imagine there were loads of people. It is the truest thing. I remember my friend said this to me when we were at school, we were on a school trip somewhere. Can't remember how old we were. But he was like, oh, don't you think the smell of your own farts is delicious? And I was like, oh, no, I don't fart. I'm a girl. And then it's something that's always stuck in my mind ever since, because, of course, I did fart and I still do. And yeah, I am delicious. Yeah. One of my friends is allergic to any sort of talk like that. Farts. Who knows? She's like, I can't cope. Really? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like. You, what, has your fiancé never heard you? No, she says. She says, no, he hasn't. And they're together, oh, I don't know how many years, but they're getting married. She's like, no, has he fuck? But he'd be stinking the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I could not survive, like, I could not live if I couldn't fart in front of Sean. Oh, no, you'd have to be able to. I'd be so uncomfortable all the time. But it did take me a long time to get that comfortable. Well, I say a long time. It was probably about six months. And when we used to, we moved in together really quickly. And um, 
but like round we still live around the corner from his parents but that was also around the corner from his parents where we lived before and if I needed a poo I'd send him home to have a cup of tea with his mum and dad if he was there I'd be like you need to go home and see your mum and dad and what I'd be like why yeah yeah and I would say because I'm gonna have a poo and I'm not gonna do it with you in the house Oh my god! <laughs> I know nightmare. But then once the first part is out, like it's fine. It's absolutely fine. But I, yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't live not being able to just like allow my normal bodily functions to happen. Yeah, I don't know how she's done it for so long. Like she'll go into the toilet. Like I'm like no. She he must hear her when she's asleep. She must <laughs> on it when she's asleep. <laughs> I bet their bed smells like fart. <laughs> Oh, for well, he'd be a stink bag. I he can do them on command. <laughs> can he? What you can he can fart on on demand. <laughs> I think so because someday I said something to her and he just whipped one out. <laughs> oh, I feel like if I tried to do that, I'd probably end up shitting myself. <laughs> probably, yeah. Don't force it too much now. No, that's it, isn't it? But yeah, all the Christmas food has not been not been good for my for my flatulence oh my stomach is in bits like <laughs> <laughs> why do we do it to ourselves yeah like this is what I mean like it's just yeah it's and like I was so bloated last night I actually would have passed as being three months pregnant <laughs> <laughs> you feel better this morning I do feel a bit better yeah but you know when just the pants are a bit uncomfortable like I was living yeah. in sweatpants all Christmas mm. and now I have like other tracks but like leggings for me they just I don't like them I find them uncomfortable I like to have pockets like that I can put my hands into it's like a a comfort thing so yeah. I never really wear leggings but I'm just in like I don't know what you call them tracksuit pants yeah and now I'm just kind of like oh they're just a bit tight mm. I think everybody feels like that at the moment though all of my yeah. clothes feel a bit tight it's just the sheer volume of food that's available and that you end up eating and do you find like I think I had a day where I was like oh I'm eating and I'm not even hungry like I don't think I'd felt hungry all day might have been like the Wednesday after Christmas and it was the evening and me and Sean were at home and I was like oh I can't even but I just kept, I just kept eating going against all the usual advice that I would give people yeah no, I, I was the same I was just like oh sure it's there <laughs> I'm I'm in the house. Mm. People are having it. Why not join them? Yeah. But you feel so much better so quickly. Oh, yeah. I'd say now after a few days of like actually having like, because like my my meals, my meal structure was totally out of whack. Like I wasn't having breakfast until afternoon because I was staying in bed later and like everything was just kicked out of whack. And I'd say that was the same for most people, but I think like after three or four days of getting back into your normal routine, like I, I will know myself that I will feel less puffy, less bloated mm. and it will be good to get back feeling like that again. Yeah. It's nice to feel energized. Do you know, the thing I, <clears throat> the thing I felt was like just a massive slug. Yeah. It makes me so tired. Speaking of slug. Oh no, what? Yeah, there was one on my wall in the living room. A really small one, like, yeah. I I, I got up this morning and went up to the kitchen. Like my living, you've seen my living area and my videos anyway, haven't you? Yeah. 
properly, but like it's like kitchen, living areas, all kind of one big room. And it's open plan. It's open plan, yeah, in my palace. (laughs) (laughs) And I went to turn on the light, and next thing I kind of saw a shadow as I was turning on the light, and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) A slug. How is there a slug on the wall? So I don't know. You see, there's vents in the because this is gas heated. So there obviously has to be air vents for safety. But like a slug could. And that's probably Uh, where the spiders were coming in as well. Or the windows or like, should they be able to crawl through the crevice of the door, wouldn't they? Probably. Yeah. Well, I was like a fucking slug. Slugs are so gross. Like I hate slugs so much. I don't mind a snail because a snail's got his little house on the back and you can't like, I still wouldn't want to touch one or like, you know, play with one. <laughs> even like the look of a slug oh yeah no they're rank the slugs and earwigs mm. did, I, did I tell you what happened with an earwig with me before no what happened so I have you, um, and, your, like, you and your bloody insects but this was this was at my home house now but yeah okay. <laughs> I have like sports induced asthma yeah you so used to take the blue ventral inhaler I probably still no they've Things have changed now anyway, but <laughs> I was taking the blue ventilator inhaler one day and I shh, puffed it. Next thing felt something hit the back of my neck. No. I was like, what the fuck is that? Coughed it out. Next thing an earwig. Yeah, just crawled away. I was oh. like, you must be joking me because the case for the the pump, it's open. Yeah. So he was just sitting in the lip, the mouthpiece. Yeah. But every time since that, now obviously I take it apart, I blow it, I look into it, I whack it to make sure there's nothing in it. Check your mouthpiece. Check your mouthpiece. Yeah. Disgusting. Oh, that is horrible. Yeah. Can't stand them and I can't stand wood lice either. No. They're grim, aren't they? Not a fan. In the summer, I had a lot of um fly in the eye situation. Fly was... in the eye? Yeah. Riding our bikes. <sighs> So usually we would like, I would be wearing sunglasses, but a couple of times I'd forget my sunglasses. So we'd be riding along and like, you'd get like fly in the mouth or fly in the eye. That's horrible. When you get one of those little horrible flies right in your eye and you can't get it out. And Mm. I once actually was walking on the hills with my friend and we were walking along and I was fucking chatting away as usual, gobbing off about something. And a fly just flew straight in my mouth, straight to the back of my throat. And I was like, deep throat. (laughs) What did you say? I said deep throat. (laughs) Yeah, I was fucking deep throating this fucking fly. It was absolutely disgusting. (laughs) It was so gross. (laughs) And I was like on the top of the hills trying to make myself throw up so I could get it out because I... I don't have a phobia of flies, but but I I just hate them. Like I just think they're disgusting. Yeah. Oh, creatures in general. Yeah, creatures in general. I don't mm-hmm. mind. I don't mind small fluffy creatures. Like I don't really mind a mouse or a rat. Ah, oh, clear stop. <laughs> no, I can't cope with anything like that. No, I just can't deal. But you can just imagine that they're a little bit cute. No. No, but just... creepy crawlies are not the one for me. Yeah, no, no, not a fan, not a fan. Anyway, mm. I'm just looking at the time. We're going to have to wrap it up. We are. Oh God, it's been a long time already. It's been a long time. I'm Thank blind. you all very much for listening. If you did enjoy it, please share, 
let us know what your thoughts are or if you want us to ramble about any other topics. Um, you can find me at Maureen underscore ESG fitness. And you can find me at coached underscore by underscore Claire. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye.